Firekeepers Casino Friday. We're there, as Arthur Penthello used to say. It's official. It's the weekend. I hope you'll knock off early today. Enjoy this warm weather. Unseasonably warm for a while. And then going to drop to unseasonably cold. And then before Thanksgiving, it'll ramp back up again. According to M Live, it's Michael Patrick Shields with you. Now that means we should have good weather on Election Day, and in the old days they say, "Well, good weather means people will show up at the polls. Maybe they've already voted already." I think a million of them have. Last I was counting, it's all very intriguing, and it's an easy time to have a talk show. That's for sure, and a political publication too. Although that's very hard work, and Kyle Malin puts in the hours burning the midnight oil and you can subscribe to MERS News it's M-I-R-S News dot com and you can get all the inside skinny we get from him too and all the uh, background he's on the radio with us right now the editor Kyle Malin thank you for being here hey it's my pleasure Michael Patrick let's game this out just for fun if you don't mind because ultimately you're a reporter you're a storyteller um, do you think, tell us what happens after the election if Tudor Dixon wins and if Gretchen Whitmer wins? Extrapolate the story out a bit. Well, I think for Tudor Dixon, it's a little uh, more complicated because she would need to get together a transition team and there would be a long process uh, to try and start to put together a cabinet. Uh, she would need to get uh, somebody to chair her transition team and then help guide her through the process of hiring a chief of staff and then who she would like in kind of the chief positions of state government. Probably, I would say, budget director, DTMB director, um, you know, who's going to do MDOT, who's going to do corrections, and start having people apply. Uh, she'd need a transition office somewhere uh, that could be Lansing, but it doesn't have to be Lansing, even though Lansing makes more sense because that's where government is and where probably a lot of the bureaucrats uh, who would apply for the administration posts already live. So I think it would just make it easier if it was near Lansing. Uh, for Governor Whitmer, uh, a uh, second term, I don't think things change all that much, um, although it's not uncommon for after first terms, people who are in high administrative posts uh, move on to go seek other things, and so you get kind of a natural changeover. Uh, so she may have some hiring decisions to do, uh, maybe kind of a rejiggering of her staff, even though her staff has kind of moved around a little bit. Um, but I think for Whitmer, it would be a lot more relaxing between now uh, in the new year. But uh, I, I checked that for a minute because she does have lame duck to deal with, and that's really going to start in earnest after Thanksgiving. Uh, so maybe she has a little bit of hunting break, but she's got to get her legislative priorities together. And what she would want to see um, out of a lame duck in terms of health care, I think that's going to be a big issue. And then also uh, the budget, because we've got so much money left over, $6 billion, that I know the Republican legislature is going to want to spend. So she's going to have to be in negotiations about what she wants to do with that money. And likely even after lame duck dealing with uh, Republican House and Senate? Yeah, very likely. I mean, I think the Republicans will probably keep control of both. And uh, in that case, it doesn't necessarily uh, matter much if she spends it now or later. Uh, probably if, she, if there's a real project that she wants to do, she probably want to spend it now, just because if the economy really does go bad, um, using that money that's left over to take care of any shortfalls in state government is very tempting. And so, uh, you know, a couple of, you know, $6 billion, uh, could go, I can't say really quickly, 
Um, but uh, if if uh, the economy starts to go south, she'll she'll need that to help keep things from having to. She'll ha- she'll need that in order to prevent making a lot of deep cuts in state government. I'll put it that way. Which of those two stories is more interesting to you? Oh, it's always interesting to hear the people who are coming and going in state government. <clears throat> I mean, that that kind of thing is interesting. But e- either one is intriguing because, on the one hand, uh, what what does Governor Whitmer do with that money? Because she has four years left in her term. You know, she'd have four more years. And just looking ahead, you know, it, she's been through a recession. She's been through super tight budgets. So, so she knows what cuts the health care and education and universities and local governments look like. And it's not pleasant. I mean, she was on a probes at a time when those kind of decisions had to be made. And, the, and it's, not, it's not pleasant. But on the other hand, she's got projects that she wants to get done. Uh, she wants infrastructure projects done with uh, the roads, and, and she wants this uh, full-fledged tutoring program. So hiring all these tutors to help kids boost up their test scores is going to cost a bit of money. So, um, you know, where, where does she go with, with this, and, and how much money does she kind of sock aside, and how much can she sock aside because uh, the, <laughs> there's a state law on how much you can keep in the rainy day fund for some reason. Um, so, you know, where does she do with that money, and can they work out a deal where she can put more in there uh, just in case uh, the economy goes south? And, and then what do the legislators want to do with that money? You know, they've got their own big dreams, whether it's additional money for law enforcement, or uh, the Senate Republicans put out that huge infrastructure project a while ago. So either storyline's interesting, MPS. Uh, I'm, I'm ready to cover either. Have you heard any whispers about who Tudor Dixon's uh, chief of staff might be? No. No, and I, mm-hmm. I guess that she probably hasn't really given it much thought. Uh, she's, I'm, I'm sure the day-to-day whirlwind of just um, going from town to town and and talking to people and, and raising money and, and still trying to keep some semblance of a family life together is exhausting enough. Um, I can't, I mean, maybe she's got a transition director that she's got a, that she has in mind. Um, but if not, Engler, I'm sure will help her out on that front. John Engler is well connected and I'm sure could, would counsel her on somebody that uh, is well known to all of us in government. Then will come the big question. Kyle Malin suggested the governor has four more years. Does she if she's reelected, or will it end up being two years? <laughs> That'll be part of the story that just won't yep. go away, yep. even though she tells people, uh, sort of, that she's going to serve it all out. We'll continue. We'll have five quick questions, a lightning round with Kyle Malin at MERS News, MIRSnews.com, as soon as we get back. Enbridge Energy is going to spend $500 million to build the Great Lakes Tunnel between the Upper and Lower Peninsula to encase the Line 5 pipelines, and we learn more about that from Kyle Malin. Uh, And we learn more about it, in fact, from Ryan Duffy from Enbridge Energy. Both of them weigh in. Everybody's weighed in. It's even been on in the debates. Coming up shortly, Bishop Earl Boyer from the Lansing Diocese, but Kyle Malin is at MERS News, and we're going to do a lightning round here of five answers to the questions you may still have before the general election and he's written about it at MERS News. He says he's not a true squad but he does try to get to the facts and one question Kyle Malin is proposal three the so-called abortion enshrinement proposal 
Um, would that eliminate a minor seeking, uh, having to get parental consent? Because that's what seems to be most of the argument between people. Does, does, can a teenager go in without parental consent and get an abortion or any other sort of reproductive uh, surgeries? Uh, not immediately. Uh, there would need to be a lawsuit uh, that would challenge the state law that's on the books. And it's, po- it, it's probably likely that it would get overturned. But it's not an immediate revoke, uh, revocation of the state law. There's big fight over Proposal 1 still, too. Some people like the term, it's, term limits we have. If you vote yes, they would be adjusted. Would that shorten the amount of time people will be in the House or the Senate? Uh, for most people, it would lengthen the amount of time. Uh, it just allows the people to stay in the House for 12 years. It just creates parity. You can stay in the Senate for 12 years. You can stay in the House for 12 years. It would just prevent the jumping around. So for a few people, it would st- it would shorten their time in line scene, but for most people, it would make it longer. Should we ignore the polls because they seem to vary, and particularly at the top of the ticket in the governor's race? I think you just should keep them in perspective and, and just look at where the governor's number is as far as head-to-head. As long as she's still around 50%, um, I think that's really all you need to know. You're suggesting it could be a very, very close one and a win by one percentage point. So the votes count if you're thinking about voting. And what about the Tom Barrett-Alyssa Slotkin race? Uh, she's not going to cruise to necessarily easy victory. No, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, we ran polling yesterday that had it a, a dead heat. I mean, Tom Barrett by like a tenth or two-tenths of a percentage point. No, that's a close race. Uh, they're both quality candidates. They both have always overperformed their ticket. Uh, that's going to be a close race. As is the race for Attorney General, and Kyle Malin suggests that Matt DiPerno has a chance to be the next Attorney General, ousting Dana Nessel. Read it all for yourself at MERSnews.com.